Hi there, my name is Jonathan. I'm the host here at The Venue RX, and our mission is to document and share the best practices for building, owning, operating, and managing world-class wedding venues. Our company, Common Sense Events, is a venue management company that consults, manages, and operates venues all over the US. I'm here to share the mindset and methods that have worked for us in the past and are working for us now as we continue to build our venue management company. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider subscribing and sharing this, and let's get to the show. You're listening to the Venue RX podcast. What's up, everyone? Jonathan here with the Venue RX podcast. And on this show, we are passionate about documenting and sharing best practices around building, owning, and operating world class wedding venues. And we have been doing a venue owner series that has been so fun. We've been able to meet some incredible venue owners and really peel back some of the layers as far as what does it take to run. A successful venue and I've had so much fun with this series and you know we're uh, getting towards the end of it actually and then we're probably gonna end up uh, launching a new a new series uh, hopefully but it's been so much fun that we've been able to talk to all these different owners and the podcast today is gonna be special uh, we are talking to an owner out in Houston Texas who has done something incredible something just like I heard about it when I was initially on the phone with him and I was like, what is going on here? I have to interview this guy on the podcast. I have to see what's going on and, and how he's doing what he's doing out in the Houston area. So uh, without further ado, Alex Garcia, I'd like to welcome you to the Venue RX podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. And uh, thanks for uh, sharing all this. But like I always start every single live conversation, I want to thank God for all these blessings. Uh, because without him, I wouldn't be here. He's the biggest supporter of this plan. He's the biggest supporter in my life. So thank you. And let's just get started. I love that. I love that very, very much. And thank you for starting us off that way. I want to I want to do something a little bit different in today's podcast because a lot of times we talk about the origin story first, but I'm so interested, I'm intrigued what you've done and kind of just the little bit of time that we spent on the phone together really piqued my interest. Could you just explain what you've done in the past like eight weeks or so with AG Outdoor Venue? Yeah, sure, of course. Uh, well, basically, um, everything the way that I started, right, the marketing, that's the, one of the biggest, biggest, biggest tools that you will have right nowadays, right, with the internet, with social media and all that. So everything starts with marketing. So basically, we are doing something completely different. We're not just like doing like a regular venue, like a regular place. We're not just like booking, come in here and there, just make an appointment and we will just do whatever it is just to just make you to come in to do business with us, right? So it's a step-by-step. I'm going to tell you how everything was planned and how everything went through. So basically... First, I started with the Facebook page. The reason why I started with the Facebook and not the Instagram, it's because on, well, in the market here in Houston, the people that I want to target, it's more around like 25-ish into 50, 47. So they got more engagement on Facebook, right? Rather than just uh, Instagram. So what we did, Yes. Well, and Alice, I wanted to ask one quick thing. Could you share before you launch into this? I mean, what you what you've done, the results are actually remarkable. Could you share how fast 
you basically created a, a, like a fully booked out calendar with this brand new venue? Uh, it was actually uh, on the first pre-sale event, we booked what? It was 70% of 23. And right now we're at almost 90% of 23. Uh, the weekends, they're all completely booked. And it was in what? Four weeks, five weeks, four weeks. Wow. So for anyone listening or like watching on YouTube to book that much, to book 90%, 70%, 80%, 90% of your calendar within four weeks, I mean, that's insane. With the four venues that we have, like the way that the time. And we're not even open. That's insane. Okay, so <laughs> this is huge for any of our new venue owners who are listening right now or even existing venue owners that like want to just dial in their, their uh, marketing a little bit more and everything. This is going to be huge. Okay, so now, so you've told us kind of what happened. Take us back now. So you started on Facebook. You've got your audience dialed in. Okay. Keep on Yeah. Running. So basically, the first, the first thing that you wanted to do is uh, focus on one source of social media. That's, that's, that's what it worked for me, right? And that's what it's been working on other business that I've done. So you focus on one social media, then you kind of go from there. So basically what it is, is you create already your content. Your content will be basically sharing about five to 10 pictures. You post it all at once and you see the response. That's it. You just wait. Okay. In this case, um, because of the idea that I have, there is something way, way different here. Uh, in Texas, people is used to like barns, is used to, so you got three types of weddings, right? Either you go to a small and private event and that's it. Either you go and do a destination wedding. That's, you have to travel, right? And then the third one, either you do one local one, but what are the local options? Reception hall? Or a barn that's it so that that was kind of like the idea of ag when i created when i designed this it was to bring all of those together and being able to share with the community right so how is that ag like trying to like kind of like work with the three things that i just told you so uh the first thing if you want to do a small wedding we have three different layouts in the property that you can use for either a small, big, or huge wedding or event, because this is for all type of events, right? Then the second thing, the design, you're basically taking a destination wedding without leaving Texas. So that's why it kind of went with the resort by Mexico, Cali, Arizona. But at the same time, if you want to do it like an indoor and a reception hall or a hotel, our biggest pergola, right, the main one, it's a 6,000 square footage, and that could be indoor as well. So it holds up to like 350 sitting guests. Yeah. So with all that, now that you have something to throw right there, right, and, and just post it on social media, you get your posting, and then I just post it and wait. What are you getting with all this weight? Okay, so you're going to be able to see if your project it's actually good enough to be lounged. Your, if, if your project is going to be something that is going to be massive, if it's going to be something that people like, or if you're just going to be another venue, just as simple as that, right? So 
once I did that, you posted on Facebook. I'm not going to lie. Five minutes after that, I had over a thousand shares on Facebook. And the reason why you want to just create one post and not trying to use all the resources and the channels and Instagram, TikTok, and and you don't want to go all out is because you want everyone to kind of like merge or focus on one social media channel. Because if you want to go viral, it's either you go viral on TikTok, you go viral on, on, on Instagram, you go viral on Facebook. And that's basically uh, what I choose, right? Then the, the second thing is you got to wait. You got to be patient. You can't just start like desperately replying everyone because first of all, you're not going to be able if you don't have a team. And the second thing is you're not going to see the feedback from the people from the community. You're not going to be able to see, okay, so they want this and they want that, right? So that's when the third stage of this marketing works, right? So you get all the feedback and then kind of like the same um, clients or your followers, everyone starts like kind of like assuming or saying like, oh my God, well, this is a scam or this is this actually works or, oh my God, it's beautiful. Oh my God, no, it's hideous. It's not going to work. So they're kind of like answering right there between each other, the questions. Once you have a full amount, a good, good amount of comments, shares, likes, and all of that, that's when you become active, right? Why? Because you don't want to just go all in and just start like, okay, so yeah, let's go. Uh, uh, let me book you an appointment. Let me just do this real quick. No, you have to be patient. So once that it's done, people will start asking, hey, wh- what's your Instagram page? Sorry for the inconvenience. We're working on it. We just got slammed with so many messages, uh, but we're working on it as we speak. Next week, you, you, you have your Instagram one. Then once you have the Instagram, the same guys that went to your Facebook page, they're going to merge into your Instagram account. They're going to make it grow, right? And then you're going to start a new conversation right there. Is it good? Is it not? Is it true? What is it? Like, like I want to see it. Another really good thing that uh, it actually helped me a lot, just to be more exclusive, it's and, and, and I know that a lot of you guys are going to hate me for this because they're going to be like, oh, my God, like you, you can do this. You can do that. Hey, guys, I'm here to break the rules. I'm telling you, um, do not share your location. Don't share it. If they want it, they're going to reach out to you. If, if actually they are interested in your business, they're they, they, like, what would you prefer? Right. If. I give you everything right there on social media. I give you the address, the pricing, my packages. When am I going to be done? What does it include? What is that? What are you going to get? You're going to get a no response. And that's what it actually triggers like more of this project, right? The location. So location, I don't share location with no one unless you actually got in one or two, uh, you, you get in, in, in one or two my pre-sale, right? Another thing as well, of course, we're under construction. So the last thing you want is just some people, random people to show up and then you got a bunch of liability right there. And that's not good for business, right? 
So location is key because you got all these people, this five, six, seven thousand guys from all around Houston. Well, in this case, right, trying to look for your venue. And that's when you get the engagement. That's when you get the DM. Hey, where are you located at? That's when you respond, right? And so on the location side of it, then you're saying not sharing a specific address, but are you still sharing like you're in Houston, I'm assuming, generally? Of course. course. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You just share. Okay. So I'm located. I'm in Houston. I'm in Tomball. Okay. And that's it. Okay. So you're giving them like enough to kind of like get them curious and start looking specific enough, but not so specific that they can show up. Well, not, not really to kind of like get him curious about it. It's just more like, I'm telling you, okay, so I'm in Houston, I'm in Tumble. So people will know and they will see, okay, does it actually works for me? So I'll give you, I'll give you all the, the, the information for you to know where am I located at? And if it actually works for you, then you're going to reach out to me. Hey, what part of Tumble? Like, I want to see how far is it? Hmm. And then you go from there. So once you create your um, Facebook, now you have your Instagram, right? Then once you have all this, like, is it real? Is it not? Like the rendering looks good. Like, oh my God, I can wait. I love it. This, this, there. That's when you start posting your live pictures. That's when everything from rendering comes alive. Yes, they do like the design. Like right now, I'm really blessed, like I said, because with all this feedback, when when you're in the early stages of opening a venue and you're designing, you can twitch and modify a lot of things before you're done. Like people, they, they just wait and they're like, I'm going to wait until I'm done and then I'm going to go public. Like, no. Like, why would you want to do that, right? Um, so that's another thing that it actually worked for me so, so well because – once the customer and your client comes in, you're able to talk to them and they will give you all this feedback, right? And you can kind of like twitch things and you know, you know what? I, I can actually do, do it better. I can do this. I can do that. Because it's, you're not, you, you don't know at all. Like I've seen a lot of owners for, for places and they think like, oh my God, I, yeah, this, my design is perfect. Like there is nothing that I'm missing. No, like, all this uh, feedback is just what it's going to actually make your venue stands out in the community because you will have all these things that nobody else has, right? Once you finish with all this, uh, like I said, people will just go crazy and start just doing tours and come in, come to the property, sharing the address, sharing all that. Uh, I think one question I do have is, uh, just to recap, the reason that you chose Facebook as your primary place was because you knew that you wanted to target someone between 25 and I believe 47, 48, you said. Was that correct? Yeah. So basically when you, when you uh, use like one source of uh, social media, right, you have to know who are you targeting first. That's, that's like the first thing. Okay. So the reason why I decided to go to Facebook, it's because uh, older uh, or more mature kind of like like crowd goes more into Facebook. Plus on Facebook, it's more like interact, right? Like, like you can talk back and forth on the comments, do the share. And it's more like a personal page. Instagram, I think it's just more like, like opening, right? 
like everybody can just like post something and it's just like for more like for vendors or or just to get your business out there um or like kind of like for a content creator facebook is more personal so that's kind of like what what it was I like that. Okay, perfect. Okay, so yeah, let's go into the booking process because now, I mean, my interest has <laughs> peaked. We're we're up to the point now where you've you've spent, you know, you've put those those posts out. Now everyone's interested. They're curious. They're wondering. You've got kind of two platforms activated now. You've not done tours yet. Is that correct? You're not doing any tours. You're or you haven't done tours in this phase. So now, okay, to the booking. Nope. How do you so, how do you get the to booking? the booking? So what's What's the, the next step, right? W what is it? What do you want after, um, like, seeing this venue, this place, right? W what do you want? What, what's the next step? It's not, it's not just going and make a reservation. It's not just like, oh, my God, I love it. The next step is like, I want to see it. I want to see it. That's the reason why we're not doing tours, right? So once you're, like, set, and you know that's what you want and now you want to go and see it that's why I create all this booking process now there is three things that goes with this booking process right the first thing is the budget you have to set up a budget because basically you're starting a venue right so once you're starting that you have to have a budget and see how much am i going to sell my dates for right and how many kind of like how many can i use to do a pre-sale how many can i how much discount i can get right now because you're looking for to to get your agenda fully booked but at the same time like it's a business so you have to have a budget that's the first thing the second thing is you have to have enough to show everyone your vision it's not like okay well now you saw the rendering right now now it's time for action and then the third thing it will be the limited uh space or so the limited availability mm. once you have all those three now you have your budget you have your availability and you have something to show that's when you can start doing the booking so the way that i create this it was 40 spots available and like I always say to everyone, I have no preference for no one. Everyone is equal. We're all equal here. So I had tons of messages saying like, well, I don't care how much it's going to cost me. My fiance wants it. Just tell me how much do I need to like wire, sell you, pay you. And the last thing you want is just to take a payment over the phone. That's like, that's a no for me. Right. Because once they come into the place, once they see how big the space is, what what type of materials are you using, that's when they're going to see the value on your property, right? So treat everybody re equal. So what I did was just create 40 spots, right? And then I announced a link on Facebook to be released at a certain time, at a certain date. What do you get with this? You get the people to still engage with your website. If they truly want it, they're going to be there like at the time that you that you mention it, right? And you're going to see how fast the 40 spots were booked. So you're gonna see like the response. 
Uh, I think I have some documentation here. Yep. Okay. So this was from my second one. So in 40, no, the second one was one minute, 52 seconds. We have pages of requests for booking. And these are not the 40 that, these are the 40. I had to cancel the website. Like I have to stop. Wow. So, 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 yeah. so hold on. Like, I just want to ask a couple of questions to kind of fill in the blanks. So you're basically releasing these dates in segments. So instead of just, Hey, come on in, trying to get as many tours scheduled as possible. You're creating kind of a sense of, um, scarcity. And so the people who are really, really interested and in, like really care, they're like on it and you're not releasing until a specific date. How long was the time when you announced that you were going to release dates to the time that you actually announced them? Like, what so you, okay. So the first thing is when, when you say like, kind of like a scariness, well, I wouldn't like word it that way. Right. What I just want is just to give everyone a fair chance to book the desired venue for the desired date. Right. So, uh, I just, like I said, I, I just, I'm fair with everyone. So you take three weeks. What? Week number one is for you to announce it. Week number two is for you to keep reminding, hey, we're doing this. This is the time for the pre-sale. It's only going to be 40 spots available, right? And the reason why it's 40, it's because, like I said, you have a budget for it, right? I can't give everyone the, the pre-sale price once I'm completely done or once I'm touring my my facility right so first week you announce it the second week you um keep making the reminders and then the third week that's when you release it you don't want to spend a whole month just announcing something because then it's not going to be the same response yeah. so that's that's what kind of like like it helps that makes sense. So then do you, once you announce it, these are people who haven't toured the property, but they've seen it online, correct? And are you selling right. the entire right. date or are you just taking a deposit or are you taking like a reservation fee? How does that look? So we don't reserve anything until you come to the place. Okay. We don't take anything, any spots, anything at all. Right. So, um, by the time that they come in, now they can tour the facility. It's your decision if you want to make a deposit or you want to pay it in full or whatever you want to do. It's it's um it will be it will be just up to you, right? But uh, only three guests didn't book out of the entire two uh, pre-sales. Everyone booked. So uh, yeah, we have families that they booked for the entire week, like the whole week, from Tuesday till Sunday. Um, so basically, like I said, it's just, it's for me to show you, here's the place. This is my vision. This is what I'm building. This is what it's done. Uh, now, if you want to make a reservation, you can get it for the desire, for, for, the, for the agreed price for the pre-sale, right? Now, if you don't want to and you, do, you want to wait until you see the whole, like everything done, uh, then you can just wait. The only thing is that this pricing won't be available if you come back. Right. That's noted, stated and, and done. So you kind of play with the sales, uh, sales uh, over there.
Alex, I was going to ask you, how do you determine which dates to include in these pre-sale batches that you have? So, uh, like, uh, just going back, pretty fair, all days are included, okay? It's open calendar. So, first come, first serve. Easy as that. So, if you truly want this place, if you think that this is the place that you want to get married, right? or just do your party quinceanera or anything um you have to be active on, on on the website you have to be engaged you have to have notifications on like you have to be like hey what what's alex like posting now what's what's like what's next right and that's another reason why i just don't take a bunch of pictures of, of everything that is done that's why i don't post like so much content like just at once I try to spread it like weekly. Um, like this week, we're going to release the Brights Suite. So we go step by step, right? So people will be like, oh my God, it's really cute. It's nice. And, and it gives me time as well to twitch some stuff inside of the building if I have to change anything. Makes sense on the back end, on the construction side, because you've also, you know, you've taken some of the feedback that you've received. That makes a lot of sense. Correct. Um, so you said you are setting the budget for the discount of the special rate, not the discounted rate, yes. but like the special rate. You're setting the, um, the price for that. How do you determine, and you said it's of course on a budget and based on where you're at financially and things like that. Where for you guys did you set that lowest price point? Is it a range? Is it one set price for every day? How did you think no, about price? No, of course. So uh, you, of course, uh, like I always say, you don't want to leave money on the table, right? So my weekdays are the cheapest ones. Uh, I, I have booked Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays, Thursday, like October right now. I have it fully booked Wednesday to Sunday. It's completely booked. Wow. 2023 October. It's, it's from Wednesday till Sunday. Um, so the way that I set up all that is based on the day. So let's say, the first 40 spots, right? Worst case scenario, everyone books a Saturday for the lowest price, right? That's my budget. That's, that's your budget right there, okay? Of course, not everyone is going to be available to, to book the Saturday or they want a Friday, they want a Sunday because those are your, your that's the cherry on the top, right? Your Fridays, your Sundays, your weekdays, that's, that's what everybody's looking for. So, um, then once you get all that, like once the first pre-sale was done, then that's when you determine if you want to do a second one or now you will just wait to start doing tours at regular pricing. But what we did was just on the second one, the price went up because now it's more to see. It's more to share. It's more, it's, and, and we know we have so far, but more than 3,000 emails, like between emails and requests. Like we're really, really, really packed with requests. Some of them, there are vendors that are trying to partner in. Uh, that's another thing that I'm like, uh, we can just do a second round if you wanted to talk about the vendors because that's another thing that I'm uh, working on that is really exciting. Uh, because right now, my venue is not all inclusive. You mm -hmm. get the facility. That's it. That's when AG vendors comes in. Okay. So you get the facility. Um, 
the reason why I don't want to do vendors or I don't want to do the all-inclusive packages, it's because it's a lot of stress for uh, venue owners the day of the event. That's the first thing. Second thing is that reviews. That's the like one of the biggest things, the reviews. So when I gave you my building, my facility, you came in, you saw it, you loved it. You're in love with the place. Five stars to the place. This is the place that I want to get married. Perfect. Now, what can go wrong? The food was cold. The food didn't taste well. The cake was dry. The wedding planner was horrible. Uh, tons of things can go wrong with it. That's why uh, after working um, and design a couple of venues already, that's why I learned that if you just go simple, you will do better, right? It doesn't mean that I'm not going to have all-inclusive packages. Yes, I will. But you have to be very careful. What do you include on your packages and what is in your hands and what is not? Mm. Because the only thing that you can control is what you do, yes. not what other people do. True. So um, once you do that, um, that's 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 when I, I was like, look, I'm just gonna do the, the venue by itself. Then I'm I'm going to add like the all inclusive packages. The only thing that I won't uh, mess with it, it will be food. Mm. Catering, I'm out. Completely out. Makes sense. So you're talking about this method, this model of booking, strictly in terms of your launch. Do you, and certainly you could have other buildings and other projects, you know, and it seems like that might be something that you, I, you know, I could totally see you doing uh, other venues, right? But what do you think for someone listening to this right now who's saying, gosh, Alex, I've been open for three years, like this is not practical for me at all. Do you think there's a way to adapt the model that you've kind of, you know, found, uh, you know, created here? Do you absolutely, think there's a way to adapt absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so let's say for someone that it's already open, right? And they kind of like died down a little bit. Okay. So my suggestion for that owner will be very simple. Shut down everything, literally. Like shut down completely, put your website, put your Instagram, put your Facebook, and start slamming the content under renovation, under construction, under whatever, because you're, you're going to do something new, right? If you want to start fresh, if you want to do something different, because there is, of course, there is something that you're missing if you're being in business for three, four years, and you're kind of like, well, just getting one or two appointments, this here and there. So first of all, everything, you got to switch it and change it, right? Once you go under, like, um, let's say you're going to remodel, right? That's when you're going to start blasting all with those messages, emails, because if you don't have a CRM at your venue, first of all, like you're missing a lot, right? You have to have your, your, your customer relationship database and you have to have it right there handy. So, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to send a lot of messages, emails, and everything to everyone that has been a part of your place, right? 
hey, we're under construction. We're going to uh, do a remodelation on this place. We're going to remodel everything. Um, can't wait to send you our new pictures or stuff or whatever. Once you have the new face of your business or once you change a couple of things, you, either it's just the design, colors, uh, furniture, whatever you want, right? Then stop booking just like opening booking. Just just stop doing the, the open calendar and just, okay, just click here, do the appointment, and I'm at your availability. Like, like no. Set up dates. That will save you a lot of money on payroll, first of all. Of course, also on like electricity, uh, running the place and, and the staff, right? So you will have to have your dates set up. Okay, so tours. I would just do it uh, Tuesday, Sundays, or and Thursdays. Set up three days, right? And then based on that, you will have a couple of people already coming to your place at least two to three guests coming into your place. And that also creates the urgency from the customer that say, okay, well, I'm not the only one waiting for an appointment here, right? So my advice, if you've been in the business for, uh, for like three years, four years, a year, and you want to get more bookings, twitch something, send a massive email, send massive text, do kind of like an open house if you want to, but don't just be open. Like, hey, there is like there is just five, six spaces available. Send, be creative, send like a golden ticket, send a personal invitation to all your guests. Like you have to be unique. Like whenever we uh, we do in the open house, we will send personalized invitations to the client and with the QR code, they can get the address. Oh so it's it's interactive. It's kind of like yes, it's yeah. something different. That, that's amazing. So again, I keep coming back to this thought of instead of being so available and almost desperate, not desperate, but just like, we'll take, we'll take whoever, like, come book. We want you to see the property. We want you to see the property. You're almost protecting it a little bit more to create the environment of this is something really special, which it is. But you're totally right. Like venue owners, I think, have... We want the business, so we're like opening our doors, but in doing so, we're devaluing the product that we have almost. Of course. Yeah, and then uh, one thing that I want to make sure, and that's what, that, what it comes with an appointment, right? Like if you do uh, wedding planners, photography, whatever, right? You want to make the appointment with the bride, with the groom, and you want to make sure that, that you're taking care of that guy, that girl, that couple. So whenever you do a special invitation, a just a reserve spot, you're protecting your business, you're protecting your clients as well, because if they're spending time coming all the way to see your venue, you want to give them the same thing back to them. That's one thing that they appreciate a lot when, whenever you take your time as well, right? So, and, and you make sure that everything is taken care of that day, because if the day of the uh, booking, right, for let's say for the reservation to the tour, if the day of the tour, you're not ready, that speaks a lot about you and your business. Mm. That's why you don't just open the doors, just bring anyone in. Because if, if I will have my doors open right now, I, I bet I, a lot of people just showed up. 
And I'll be like, hey, I'm sorry, guys. I'm right here on a podcast. Uh, just give me a minute. I'll be with you. I made my time for you. And that makes it special as well. So that's another thing that he helps uh, uh, also with the booking, right? And with this, all these appointments and you want to make them uh, feel and you, and you want to do that. So, so the guest, the client feels really comfortable with you and they feel appreciated. That's, I think that's another thing that is really good about it. I love that experiential element of what you're talking about, Alex. So we just immediately dove into the venue, AG outdoor venue, in Houston, like you said, you're not given the, the, the address, the specific address out, right? I want to know about you a little bit more. Like, do you come from the wedding background? Like, how do you, uh, where do some of these ideas come from? What is your professional background and what led you to start a venue um, and a venue that's going to be very successful like we've just heard? If you want to start from the beginning, it's going to be fun. So I'm actually a lawyer. I graduated from criminal law in Mexico, but that doesn't do anything here in the States. So <laughs> um, when, um, when I came here to the States, I just came in just like a regular Mexican guy with a dream and say, you know what? Uh, I just want to do better. So uh, one of my good friends is actually kind of like more like a family. He owns one venue. He used to own one venue. Now he's got seven. Um, he owned one venue. Uh, I didn't have a job as a lawyer here. I couldn't do anything. Right. I don't have a career. So he said like, well, I can give you, um, I can give you a job on my, on my place. I started serving tables, coordinating the weddings, talking to these brides, doing quinceañeras, uh, being a DJ, being an animator, uh, doing the sales. And I saw a lot about the business in that time frame that in a matter of a month and a half, I talked to him and I was like, hey, man, you're doing a lot of things like like they're not right. So basically, let's say most of the venues, they have like three, four packages. Yeah. Right. OK, this is for this many amount of guests. This will include this. This will include that. This will include this. And he was always trying to sell the bigger package. When I did the research the, the, about the whole thing and I actually got into the numbers, I told him, why do you want to sell the most expensive package when you're making way more money on this small one on a, on a percentage and the stress is way less? Second thing, I was like, why are you not in social media? He was not in social media. Third thing, and that will come in with the AG thing. Uh, the name of the place had like the whole name, right? Like uh, Mr. and Mrs. Blah, blah, blah venue. Okay. So one thing that I kind of like learned in the process of like doing business, it's that you have to do a logo. Like McDonald's, you know, it's an M. Uh, if uh, Starbucks, like you, you with a logo, you identify the brand, you know, what are they? So the first thing I told him is like, hey, okay, it's cool. This is the name of your venue, but you have to just put a logo. So he did one I with some letters and stuff that we designed and created. Uh, and that's why this is the AG. When you see the AG logo, it's just an A and a G. So whenever you see that, and it's all around the property, there it's like, 
everywhere. You have it in the folders, right? The AG. Uh, you have it in the napkins. Like when you come in, you, you take you take your water. It's in the waters. It's in everything that you're walking, furniture, small pieces all around the property. That logo, that's my brand. That's my baby. That's my legacy, right? So if in the future I decide to do something different, people will recognize that I stand behind those two letters. Mm. So instead of you just putting so-and-so-and-so venue, create a logo. Then you can just put the venue or whatever the name you want. Or you can just do buy this, this, and that. So I told them, hey, we got to switch. We got to put a logo. We did the social media. We started switching and switching the packages. And everything just started going great. Then he told me, hey, um, what do you think? There is this huge place open uh, that is for lease. And we, we were completely booked at that time. I was like, and, and, and he first came in and he's like, hey, Alex, you know what? Let's just go and look at this place. He's like, look, we can host up to a thousand uh, guest weddings on this. Imagine. And I was like, okay, let me ask you a question because I already knew it. What's the biggest, like your clientele, what's the biggest party that you have or the average party? From 150 to 300. Okay, what's the largest that you have? 450, 500. Okay. This is a place. And the capacity, it's for 1,000. Why don't you build a two venue in one? So we create uh, another monster right there. And he's got one side and the other one. And it's just a wall dividing all that by a huge lobby at the entrance where everybody can share, take pictures, take photos, but everything in the middle is soundproof that it's a complete different things. And now you have two Saturdays available, two Fridays, two Sundays, two of everything. And as of right now, he's still completely booked. Wow. Once that happened, uh, I told him, I was like, well, yeah, everything is cool and all this and all that. So in Mexico, we have one thing called Quinta. Okay? Quinta. So your Quinta, what it is, is, is the place that you go on the weekends with your mom, with dad, with everyone. You barbecue. You have your parties. Uh, in, in Colombia, they call it Finca. Uh, here's more like a kind of like a ranch house or whatever, right? Like a weekend house. So... um in Mexico, I have one Quinta, just like this, but smaller. Um, and I was like, I, I told him, I was like, hey, so I see that there is a lot of uh, venues, reception halls, hotels, gardens, barns. But I haven't seen like a Quinta kind of vibe, like a resort, like more, more like that. And he told me, nah, you're crazy. It's not going to work. I thought, well, okay, let it be. So... That's that's when it happened. So, you know, business got big. I thought I was part of that organization and I was not. So when the time, you know, to do accounting and the money came in and all that, I was like, okay, so what's going to be my share for all this? He's like, well, you're just an employee. So I was like, you know what? I appreciate. Thank you. <laughs> then I jump into the car business and I'm glad. I'm thankful. I'm thankful, so thankful for that. 
because the way that I see the sales, the customer service, the CRM, uh, posting on social media, engagement, how can you talk to a customer, seeing the body language, uh, the response, whenever you have a couple in front of you and they're just like kind of like arguing, when to jump in, when to give them some time, all that plays into this. Now, I went to the car business and I didn't know anything and I was really successful at it too. The whole year I was top salesman of the month. I was top this, top that, moving to finance, sent me to finance school, did the finance, finance director. Now I'm talking to all these banks, lenders, seeing about lending and, and knowing about now playing with the bank's money, right? Instead with your own money. So I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that I did not know all this. Uh, so then from that, they gave me my own dealership to run. Uh, I was a general sales manager for a, for a Nissan store. And, and everything was just like, I, I was feeling like I was in the top of the world. I was doing so great. I was driving the nicest cars. I was just flying super high. And that's when, when everything happened and why I started with thank, thanking for all these blessings. Um, I was in the car business, so stressful and all that. And one day out of nothing, my body just shot completely down. Like I couldn't move. I couldn't move like nothing, just my eyes. So I was on ICU for three months. I was about to be gone. I couldn't move. I was communicating with my eyes. Yes to the top, no to the left or the right. Wow. So when that happened, I knew that I had to do something like bigger with my life. And I always was curious about like, okay, so what if I do this project? And I can implement some of the sales in the car business, some of the marketing that I know, uh, something that I learned into the other venues, and how can I make this happen? And that's how I created AG. It was just my whole vision and worked like really, really hard every single day. Got with architects in Mexico. Uh, the designs are all mine. Uh, they just helped me with like, because I don't know about rendering, right? But it's like, okay, no, so do this bigger, this one smaller, put this here, put this there. So that's how I come up with this huge project. And everything that you see is actually pretty modern and bold. So there is not much, but at the same time, it gives you everything. Yeah. So that's what kind of like happened. That's how I came in into this back and forward. So that's, that's the, the story. That's amazing. And I love the corollary you drew from your background in, in the car business, because you're totally right. Like that time when you have the couple in front of you, they're arguing about the car, the options, you know, it's the exact same type of dynamic that happens when you're on a tour. Oh, I'm looking for this. Oh, oh does that matter? You know, do you have the different personalities? You have the different people who are involved in paying for it. It's a, it's a big ticket item. So the similarities there yep. are, are amazing. Okay, so Alex, I had one question that I realized I didn't ask about the venue. How do you go about, and now kind of we brought it full circle so I understand a little bit more, but <clears throat> you have a unique way of booking. You've got you know, a very unique way of marketing it, uh, different from other people. 
how are you building it and how are you funding the project? It's a question I ask everyone and I'm not necessarily looking for specific financial details, but more like did you use, you know, money from family and friends, corporate, you know, bank stuff, things like that? Did you self-finance? Um, people have all sorts of different ways that they, they start into this business. It's really useful information for new, new folks who are listening. Okay. So, well, coming from a background from the car business and I know how lending works, right? I always love to work with the bank's money. That's the first thing, right? But you have to, you have to first do it with your own money, right? And then it gets into a point that, because I own the real estate, I own the property, I own every part of AG, all of it. So that's when you start playing with it. Uh, yes, I did start it with my own money. Um, then once I purchase the land, right, once I start building on it, what happens with that? That builds value. Once you get the value up of the property, then you can take an equity loan at the lowest interest rate. So you basically put, just to say a number, $100,000 to purchase the property. With the $100,000 that you put in there and then you invest another 100, you build it, right? Once you got most of the part done, you can just do a refinance or a cash out, right? So now the value of your property worth two or three times more than what it was just raw land. So now that you can play with that equity money in order to build it. Now, in this case, it didn't happen that way because I went a different route. So the builder that I'm using for my place, uh, they have done work. Well, they actually right now uh, doing work for Six Flags, the Houston Zoo, uh, Oklahoma Zoo, Slater Band. Most of the restaurants here in Houston, Texas, they've done it, right? And it happened to be that they're my friends. Okay. So... um. Once they came in, once they saw all this project, but once they saw my vision, once the posting, the marketing went into like actually like in place to Facebook, Instagram and all that, right? That's when I, I have to recognize and, and you, you have to be able to know when to kind of like stop, right? So that's when I recognize and I say, you know what? I think this project is bigger than what I can handle. Mm -hmm. So that's when I get uh, the whole group from the contractors. I got them all in one building. And I was like, okay, guys, so you saw this. You saw that. What if we become partners? You guys know about construction. You guys know everything about it. Of course, they're huge, huge here in Houston, Texas. So... What if we merge? And they were just like, Alex, we, we didn't know how to ask you. We were just going to ask you if you want to do a second facility, we will fund the whole project and you just give us everything, right? You know, like, like you just work the social media, you just work everything right here. And I was like, well, I got bigger, I got bigger plans than, than just a second facility. Uh, so I was like, okay, so we got into an agreement and and that's it it was done i got my money back out of it i pay all my debt 
they're building all this stuff. Everything is just going great. And 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 that's that's one thing, right? Um, in one of my live videos, I mentioned that you have to have three things once you're opening your own business or once you want to do something. The first thing is always be thankful for the blessings. Always. Because just by getting up, by walking, by talking, by seeing, by breathing, because it happened to me, you have to be blessed. You have to be thankful. I'm sorry. You're blessed. You have to be thankful. Right? So that's the first thing. Just get up. Say thanks for all these blessings. Either if the days go good or bad, it's for, it's for the better. The second thing, be passionate about it. As you can see, the energy, I'm passionate. When I'm telling you something, I'm smiling. I'm telling you with my heart. I'm telling you with, with, with all the passion that I have for this project. When you're passionate about it, either if it's like your podcast, either if it's whatever you do in life, when you're passionate, you, you give the same energy back. So the people, they will give you all that energy and they will see like, oh my God. So if this guy is really passionate about what he's doing, I'm a hundred percent sure that this is going to be great. So be passionate about it. Always thank, be passionate. And the third one, give back to the community. You're already blessed. If you're passionate, you're going to do good. But if you're doing good, now give something back. Hmm. And once you give back to the community, trust me, your name is going to be out there. People will know, don't, don't just do it for marketing. Don't just do it just, if you truly help out the community, if you truly help out everyone, that's, that's why I created the, the prices for the weekdays and the pre-sales, right, for AG, because I know that I can sell my venue for 20, 30 plus thousand dollars for one day. But what about the rest? What about the community? What about... Those guys that just want to do a small wedding for 100 guests, 150 guests, and they want to have this place. And they're like, why do I have to break the bank for it? Yeah. That's when you kind of play in place with, with everything. So that's, I think, those three things that, and, and, and it worked perfect. That's so powerful. That's so powerful. That's a really good lesson and an amazing story about your personal journey through that crazy time i mean that's so you were was it a long road to recovery for you to be able to get back on uh, the other side or was it kind of something they were able to fix right away no they did about from 35 to 45 procedures they didn't do uh, they didn't know what i had right then at the end they told me it was uh, something called gillian barre syndrome that it goes to one out of millions of people uh but literally like i said my body shut down uh, they were actually going to uh, just unplug me because my body was not responding. And that's why I go back and say, thanks God for this opportunity. Because when that happened, right, uh, I had a dream one night. And after I actually prayed and asked and you might believe it or not. Maybe I'm on this podcast, so someone, somebody else will hear this message. But when that happened, I told him, if you give me back to where I was, I'm going to be your testimony in life. The next day, I start walking, and the power just went out. Wow. The next day, I start walking. The doctors told me it will take me two to three years to recover. I recover in two to three months. 
I was in, I was back in the car business, like three months after I was like enabled to move doctors. They, they were asking, they were seeing like, you can see right here. I have uh, this car right here. Uh, they, this one takes about three to four weeks to go smaller so they can like release you from the hospital. It took three days for me to go small. Like one day was smaller, then the other day smaller, then the other day smaller. So that's why I always say I'm blessed. I'm thankful it was him. I don't care who people will say, hey, I've been blessed with everything. The property, the, uh, the like people just responding to the social media, people just like it. And, and when you truly do things the right way and when you do things like, like just out of passion, everything is going to work out. So that's how it like it, it happened. It was fast, really, really fast. That's insane. That was that, that was September last year, actually. <laughs> wow! And you hadn't even you didn't even own the property yet. Uh, no, that was September last year. That is amazing. Okay, so September last year, when did you buy the property? I bought it in was December because <laughs> my yeah. Because my um, my accountant told me, hey, Alice, you need to buy some real estate. We have to do your taxes. You need to buy some real estate. Um, a phone call came up to me, right? And it was one of my friends calling me saying, hey, man, I can't keep paying on this piece of land that I have. Uh, would you like to take over? And I bought it for pennies on the dollar. Wow. That's amazing. So then you, you, how soon after that did you break ground? Um, what do you mean after that? Oh, like start the construction. Cause you purchased the property oh. and then was it, yep. was it pretty quick? Yeah. Well, we started the construction seven weeks ago. It was raw land. And now we have the front, the office, the price rent, like everything. Uh, so basically the first thing, like I said, these guys are huge, huge here in Houston. So once I had the property, I was like, I already had the vision. I had the architects and designers just work it. In a month, they had like the whole design and all that stuff. They went into the city. They got the permits. They got everything like done. And it was just like, okay, one, two, three, let's go. Wow. Wait. That's so, that is amazing. That is amazing. So you're at the seven week mark. When do you expect to be finished? Is there like a, a, an estimation, like a completion January. date? January of wow. That is so fast. That is incredible, Alex. Major kudos to you. That is like, and, and, and God, I mean, that's, that's an incredible, very powerful story as far as like last September to where we are oh, yeah. now with a, a January opening. So help me then understand who is on your team. We'll, wrap, we'll kind of talk about the team a little bit. And you know, we've, we started front loading with the marketing uh, in the beginning of the podcast, but we'll talk about your team. And then I'd love to know just so far, I understand you're not open yet, but what are the things you've really enjoyed and maybe the things you haven't enjoyed as much about uh, owning this venture? But what are you doing so as far as your team goes? Okay, so uh, basically I have a uh, guy that does all my designs, my renders. He's an architect from Mexico. Uh, I love working with him, right? So he is the one that actually can tell me like, hey, this can happen, this can't, right? So he was like the first one. Uh, then I have another one, uh, same in Mexico, uh, that he helps me with all like the branding, the logos, uh, the design, the pictures, 
um, all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, with the website, he helped me out. Now, on the website, I don't want to have it like completely done yet until I'm like ready to go. But the website is looking really good. So that's why the booking system is working well. Um, so I got those two guys right there in Mexico. Then in here, uh, of course, my accountant that he just does all the accountability for here and there for the whole venue, right? I have two assistants that they kind of like respond here and there, the messages. I'm overseeing everything. Um, then, of course, the builders, now that I have their crew, their team, um, I have like, well, the whole system that they use to run the office. Now they help me to run the office as well. Uh, of course, lawyer, uh, you have to have your lawyer, your accountant, your um, your taxes, everything in place. That's it. So that's your, your, your kind of like your team, right? So rather, other than just the branding, the marketing, first you have to have your accountant, your lawyer, right? And, and your builder, those are like, like your main, right? Because they can communicate and this is what we can do. And this is what we can't. Uh, then it goes to, like I said, like the marketing, um, I just got two assistants and basically what I just do is I just tell them my vision and that's it. I was like, no, I want to do this. No, I want to do that. Okay. No, twitch it, change it. Okay. Like the bright suite. Okay. It was designed one way. Okay. No. Can we switch it different? Yes. The layout this. So I just kind of like go with the flow, but with a strong team that knows the background, right? Uh, that's, that's when you can succeed. So let's say whenever, whenever you're uh, building a team or whenever you're like, kind of like hiring someone to do your stuff, right? Before I even, get my team ready i have to ask for okay so what do you do right now what's give me some relevant information show me what are you actually doing and and let me see if you you you're going to be part of this vision because my brain is just working nonstop, right then once they give you all that relevant information that they have right and and what they've done you have to ask them, did you create it? Did somebody else create it? Did somebody else did it for you? Once you get all those two, okay, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. This guy knows. That's when you can bring it into the team, right? Because imagine like, hey, I need a logo. Okay, what do you want? Okay, I kind of want like an A, G, this, that, this. And then he's like, okay, well, oh, I don't know how to use this program. I don't know how to use this. And so then you got, you're, you're going to end up paying for a third party to help your crew out on something that they should be already uh, uh, knowledgeable on. Yeah. Right. So I think like, like my assistant, uh, what I asked them is just to know basics on social media. Okay. Uh, office and also a sales. Yeah. That's it. Sales background. Um, the designer, okay, I need you to be able to build me a website from scratch, from top to bottom. Done. Architect, of course, let me see your background. Let me see your project. Let me see what you've done. And, and the architect, he's just basically a designer for my rendering. And then you go with the builder. Okay, what projects? Oh, I work for Six Flags. I work for Slitterback. I work for a Sea World. I work, okay, I think that you're, you're more than capable. Your yeah. accountant, 
okay, which properties are you managing right now? Right, the the account that I have, they they uh, they do all the accountability for. Uh, there's a store called La Michoacana here in Houston. They have 182 points, distribution so, points. Yeah, we've come to the end of the episode. I do want to have you back on. I'm so curious to hear kind of when the launch comes, when you know you have your year. I think I, I'm excited to hear how it progresses, uh, and and just to kind of see what you've done go to completion. If everyone is listening to this or watching on YouTube, uh, go out and check the Instagram. Check out the, the Facebook. It's really cool. I mean, the AG logo is everywhere. Uh, if you're just looking at it you know, on, on Instagram, it's very cool. The design is modern. Those beautiful gates, big statement piece, um, and really love what, what you're creating there. So we're going to have you back on for sure, but I wanted to ask What's your favorite part? What has been your favorite part so far? And then what has been your least favorite part? But let's start with the, the, the least favorite first and then end, end on the high note. Uh, it's it's kind of like a two-way because I hate it, but I love it. Uh, that I'm actually, um, it's time-consuming because I want to have and I want to do so many things at the same time, right? So I think that, yeah, the time, that if I can have more time, I hate that I don't have more time during the day and I get up at five in the morning. Uh, so the time I think, and what I enjoy the most about this is that I can share and I can have people tell me their stories, how they met, how they got like into this place, seeing all these different cultures, because, um, once you're in a city just like Houston or, or a big city, right, you have all these type of cultures and being able to host all these different events and trying to like kind of like understand what, what, why they do things different. That's what I think I like the most. Um, having a venue, it opens you a lot of bridges and opportunities if you know how to get them. Having a venue is just like a big big door big bridge that either you want to close it and just be right there or you just want to keep it wide open to all the possibilities um because like i said there's a lot of people that say no my, my place is the best i don't i don't got nothing to learn oh no i already know it all no every single day you learn something new and you don't even know where is he coming from it might be from a, a kid a three-year-old, four-year-old. And, and it might be from an older gentleman that he would just give you an advice from life, right? So I think that being able to talk to everyone, talk to, like, like see what their own businesses are. Like, hey, they might have something that you're missing on your place. And if you don't take your time and if you don't ask them what their background is, if you don't do your interview, like I say in the car business, if you don't do your proper interview, you're screwed. It's so true. So, I, that resonates so much with me. We actually had a, a couple who got married at one of our properties, and he was a, a metal worker. He did all sorts of metal work, and we were missing these arch pieces and our gates because of uh, all sorts of things, delays and things that we encountered. And so we left the archway part off 
because you couldn't really tell. It looked slightly incomplete to like our minds, but it still looked beautiful. But we were like, oh, we're missing this one piece. And I remember the couple, I was, I, they said, oh, how's it been? And we were talking. And he was like, what line of work are you in? You ask those questions. And then before you knew it, he was saying it. I was like, we're, we need this. He said, no way. I can take care of that. So it was perfect. Done. Yes, yes. And, and, and he helps you out as a business owner and them as a business owner. He helps you out to create that relationship before even the event or anything, right? And that's when you, uh, it's easier for you just to make the sale happen, right? Um, and, and, and like I said, it's not just only about like just making a sale. For me, it's more about relationship because I might not get you a date or whatever, yeah. but I might do business with you on something different because my mind is not only closed on venues. Yeah. So that's 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 when I, I think that I will advise to anyone uh, just in a business perspective is like if you have someone uh, booking for you and if you got someone like like just kind of like managing overall, get involved a little bit with like like make them do a good um, interview on your CRM. Right. Let's say there's there's a lot of venue owners that they already have somebody managing the property and it's great and all that perfect, but as an owner, if they put notes, hey, this guy right here, he works uh, for the metal company, he does this, he does that, blah blah blah, and you as an owner, you can just give him a call. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. I know that you were with my crew earlier on today. Thanks for the opportunity to host your event. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, uh, what kind of metal things do you do? Yeah. Get to know them, right? It doesn't hurt you. And, and he might be saying, hey, well, I build gates, right? And, 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 and all this like doors and, and, and all this stuff, right? And then you can just, just like, oh, you know what? Actually, my friend is just looking for one and, and be the connection. You're the bridge. You're, that's what I'm saying. The venue, you know a lot of people. You know a lot of different, different clientele. So don't close your doors. Open it. Like not because you're the business owner and you have someone managing the property, running the sales. You have someone doing tours. Ask them for that interview. Give them a guest sheet. That's what my guys here have. They have a guest sheet. Name, number. How do you hear about us? What are, like, when are they planning to do the event? What type of event it is? Uh, what do they do for a living? Like, I, Just get to know them. It doesn't hurt to ask. What's the worst thing that can happen? Hey, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Most likely they're not going to book with you. Yeah. Which is okay. But the Which amount of okay. like, yeah. Right. The amount of time that that would actually happen would be comparatively few because people are coming. It's in a, a social environment. You're expecting to like share a little bit about yourself as far as like your date, some of the personal preferences you have as you're looking at a property. So the expectation is already set there in that type of environment. I love that. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, Alex, a <laughs> yeah, I guess she, that, that is huge. Alex, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on this show and sharing about, uh, AG outdoor venue and just your experience, what you've done so far. I'm so excited to see where you go as you continue to build. And, um, if there's one place that, you know, if people are curious about you, they want to connect with you, maybe, you know, they're in the Houston market or maybe they, you know, maybe they're hearing this right now and they build gates <laughs> or whatever yeah. else, right? Like, and they want to connect with you. What's the base, best place 
uh, to connect? Is it Facebook? Is it Instagram? Or is it your website? I work more with social media, right? Uh, with this new meta uh, coming into Facebook that you can merge between Instagram and Facebook. Uh, as long as you do just one DM, it will be pretty quick. We're uh, just going to be uh, super response. Like we, it usually takes about like three to five minutes for like actually someone to look at your message. And uh, if you want to contact, just send me a DM and um, that's about it. As simple as that. Amazing. Awesome. Alex, thank you for being on the show. I really appreciate it. No props. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. Please go check out AG Outdoor Venue. They've got a great Instagram. Alex is slowly releasing really cool content. Um, you'll see the renderings, then you'll see the real life version of what he's building over there in Houston. It's absolutely incredible and what an inspiring story. Uh, really excited for this episode and we will see you all in the next episode. Thanks for joining us. Hey there, thanks so much for listening. If you are a return listener, could you do me a huge favor and consider rating and reviewing the show? We don't run ads, we're not really looking to do that, but we do wanna grow the show, and so my ask to you is you take a moment or two and rate the show wherever you're listening to it, whether that is Apple Music, Spotify, uh, even if you're on you know, YouTube, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear from you. Please shoot me a DM though on Instagram so that I can thank you personally, and I'd love to shout you out as well. I appreciate you more than you can imagine. All right, back to the show.